I'm Alan Winston, and this year, 2023, for Passover, I walked with peace activists from Las Vegas to Creech Air Force Base, the center of U.S. drone warfare, and then to the Nevada nuclear test site, where, until the early 1990s, my country detonated over 1,000 atomic bombs, mostly in the Nevada desert, on land previously occupied by the Western Shoshone indigenous people. The craters that were left have been used to train astronauts navigating the lifeless terrain of the moon. I went because I wanted to learn why, for the past 40 years, people of various beliefs and ethnicities gathered in Las Vegas to walk the 60 miles to the entrance of the Nevada nuclear test site, where armed military stopped them at a broad white line in the desert road. Why each year they went to plead for an end to nuclear armament, when the need is so dire and change so impossible. This eight-part podcast series will tell the story of each day of the Nevada Desert Experience's 2023 Sacred Peace Walk. Day one of the Sacred Peace Walk. It's Saturday, April 1st, 2023. Walkers are gathering from all over the country at the Nevada Desert Experience Compound, a former military barracks bought by the local Franciscan and Catholic worker communities, then in 1982 given over to the Nevada Desert Experience, NDE, as a response to the U.S. nuclear bomb tests in the former proving grounds. The NDE compound consists of three houses surrounding a central garden community area. I used the day to meet some of the Peace Walkers. I first sat down to talk with Tessa Epstein, of Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, I see. Oh, I hear about that. I keep thinking drones. Yeah, no. <laughs> and like you holding your hand. <laughs> yeah. As if that's going to... Something's uh, going to drop on us, the sky's yeah. full. Well, we are <laughs> a group of about 20 people... Some and there's going us, to be more. And there's going to be more. And we are walking for peace and a witness to really so many things. The way that the American military is so out of line, so blatantly not doing the people's wishes. Doing the people's wishes, that's a very interesting idea. The military doing the people's wishes. <laughs> I mean, that's it would be, I think it would be to them. There would be a lot of head scratching like, at uh, that. Uh, uh, are we doing, I think they would say, yes, we are doing that, but they're not. They're not well, doing that. No. no. I have been on the, on the, the walk before. I have a hard time calling it a march. I do like walk. It's a walk, not a walk. It's a walk. It's a walk. It's a walk. Right, right. The children of Israel walked and Jesus walked and, you know, Martin Luther King walked and there's walking is, uh, yeah. (laughs) I come to this because I came to live in Utah 
And my God, you know, I find out in Utah that uh, nuclear tests are happening. In This is my backyard, and there's the drones, and then there's the nuclear waste, which, you know, for me, that is connected to. Uh, so, I'm in Utah, so what, do I, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about this? So, it, um, exactly. What, do you, what, what can you do? Well, as there was that discussion in the group about, you know, really, is this enough or is this big enough or whatever? But uh, you know, and will the change happen fast enough? Will the change happen fast yeah. enough? Yeah. How do you get to change? Yeah. Do you do you grow a garden? Yeah. Or do you get arrested? <laughs> Very interesting. I'll do both. Yeah. I'll grow a garden compost heap <laughs> and from time to time get arrested was a porous border if they, if, if they asked the first time I went to Canada I was traveling with a guy from Northern Ireland in Canada. Uh, remember that last voice it was Brian Terrell an anti-nuclear bomb peace activist professional we'll hear quite a bit from him during this series but first I want to introduce you to Richard Bishop. Rich and I had several quite interesting conversations during the week, and this was the first. I or um, verbally text things to myself, messages, in case I get something in my head. You don't want to forget it. I consider it like my, my uh, record of word salad in my life, right. and that right, maybe something will be assembled from right. it. So, so, so this particular part of the program Okay. Is, is, is the word salad for the Nevada Desert Experience Sacred Peace Walk. <laughs> There'll be short little conversations with, with people who are, on, who, who, are, who are on the walk. And you'll, you'll assemble some great salad that we'll all be able to, you can, you can to, to eat. I'll have to eat my apple now. Great salads for people to eat. Okay, um, let's see, tell me your name and who are you? And why are you here and where are we? Um, my name is Richard Bishop, trying to create who I am <laughs> as we speak. And uh, I'm from Missoula, Montana, a town south of Missoula, about 25 miles, called Stevensville, Montana. We have a small Catholic worker community there. And I've come to the Nevada Desert Experience because... Uh, I come here I for my uh, optimism, and I come here to get energy to keep on keeping on. And uh, uh, this is a great community. It gives more oomph to the the sense of what activism might mean in the world today. It gives me a lot more energy, and I feel support from the community of people that gather. What 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 work do you do? What work do I do? I, uh, I've really spent more time teaching music privately in my life, but I had periods of time where I had uh, what would be considered a real job. I, I worked at a church directing choirs and uh, doing you know, assistance to, to ordain people, you know. Uh, organizing funerals and weddings and uh, working on liturgy. Back in the day when laity was involved with preparing prayer, <laughs> more so than it being directed only by clergy. You know. 
I'm curious, we've been talking a bit about what you're doing now and the struggles you're going through now. Can you share some of that? Um, uh, uh, I'm retired. Um, I've been retired for four years. uh, And I recently have been working at an emergency winter shelter in Missoula. And uh, where I don't know if I'd call it work as much as just being there uh, through that experience, uh, get some money so that I can travel. I can I, come otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do it to on the Nevada Desert Experience. That I peace walk that I have for myself. I don't have enough money. So uh, being in that environment with people that are homeless, uh, people with mental health challenges, uh, people with drug addictions, uh, that uh, has I, helped me even feel stronger about, you know, coming here to the Peace Walk here in, in uh, Nevada and uh, and knowing that, uh, you know, we do have to stop investing in, in uh, the death making that we have, whether it's drones or the military the, uh, merchants uh, of the war. big corporations that are producing the weapons that forever we wars that we're experiencing the need uh, for what we have to do just um, the people are helping marginalized are and dismissed and discarded in many cases the throwaways from the uh, culture that we live in um, and uh, I see a direct connection between uh, what's happening with uh, Catholic work housing and Mark, uh, uh, Colville had a term, I, th- I think it was economic refugees. That's Mark Colville. Colville, yeah. Uh, economic refugees. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're in that right now. And to, to think that our whole economy is such a war-based economy. Uh, yeah, so over the years coming down here, the last four or five years, you know, it's like... Uh, I, I feel as though that I, I get to share that common feeling with a group of people and uh, we get to support each other and it gives us energy so that wherever we're coming from, we go back and we have a little bit more optimism about what we're doing in a very challenging situation. We, we were talking earlier about um, creating dialogue uh, between people that disagree and how to open people's minds. And you were talking about how um, you've learned a lot about that from working with the homeless and with people who are on drugs and people who are alcoholic and how they're very contra- you know, uh, confrontational. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that, about what, what you've discovered about how to create dialogue? Yeah. Well, um, the Catholic worker movement, the, the emphasis putting it on personal personalism and the relationships with people I, 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 is something that's important for me and it's helped me try to interact with people that I, I might feel uncomfortable with or basing my opinions about having a, a conversation or not having a conversation with people on myths that we've heard about, well, that person is homeless because they don't want to work. You know, it's, there's so much more than some sort of easy... Uh, profiling that we do to people but I'm just coming out of you know this experience where I'm interacting with people at a emergency homeless shelter 
Yeah, there there are moments where... Can you talk about a moment? Yeah, the moment, uh, like uh, somebody that is drug addicted and alcohol, there are those moments where they do have those times where they are going through sobriety or they're clear. You know, they aren't doing drugs or alcohol. And hopefully something, something can be said during those conversations that might be have a, a positive influence that, you know, maybe they, they can actually see that the drugs and the alcohol are, are there to just prevent them from having a, a better life. And in a, in a homeless shelter, it just seems to me that there's an awareness about their alienation, pretty honest, like they, they understand, you know, how crazy the world is. I hear a lot of folks scro- uh, quote scripture, say, <laughs> And it's almost a, a, a realistic aspect of how they interpret scripture. Um, maybe they don't use terms like nonviolence, but uh, they seem to get the essence in the meeting, uh, um, although their lives might be very disordered, especially with drugs and alcohol. And you mix that up with the mental health uh, medications and stuff. You can imagine, you know, the what condition people would be in when they're going through that. But there are those moments where that's not happening, and and they're clear and uh, pretty amazing. Um, could t- talk about addiction because it seems like a lot of this country is addicted, not not to drugs, but to <laughs> entertainment, to yeah. social media, to. I mean, we were talking about people going on cruises. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. great shit buckets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the addiction to prevent ourselves from looking at the magnitude and the tragedy of our death making in the world, you know, it, it, it's an escapism. It seems as though all addiction is an escapism from what reality and truth is. All right, Las Vegas, it's Las a great Vegas big escape. Oh, yeah, this is a very appropriate place for us to have a peace walk or to have a Diane in the mall down, downtown Las Vegas. Oh, we're going to do that. Oh, I don't know. It's happened in the past. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. But, uh, you know, it's just a very appropriate place. And Yeah, the, the addiction. I mean, we have a consumer addiction. We can save our money up to get on a, a cruise, you know, for, for a week. And we spend the rest of the year getting ready for that cruise. And we are told that this is what enjoyment is. This is uh, happiness. I've gone through a certain amount of that. I mean, everybody that's lived in this country has to live that way. That, you know, di- you that Disney that experience, moment. You know? Yeah, you know, Disneyland and plastic cartoon characters and things like that. I'm not happy doing it. <laughs> I, I found more happiness here. than. Uh, I'm having a than, good time talking yeah, with you, oh, sir. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I mean... I, just to have somebody to talk to about this, you know, without people running away, pulling their hair out, like saying, you're bad, you know, like, you're, you're depressing me, you're depressive, you know. Go away, you're, you're waking me up, go away. <laughs> I want to stay asleep. Yeah, so it's, it's like, uh, I come here because I, I, I get moments of happiness, and I can go back and do my my job at, at the emergency winter shelter for, for a few months and 
I save my pennies and I can come to the Desert Peace Walk or go to some other gathering where we're just saying, we have to stop this. It's, it's pretty obvious. We, we, you know, we don't have to sort of like work really hard to realize that we're all experiencing kind of a, a, a dangerous world, so to speak. And what can we do to make it safer for ourselves and especially our kids and our grandkids? And, um, and, and that's inclusive. You know, we aren't excluding people. You know, it's not like we're ready to, you know, what's our relationship with the refugees and immigrants and, you know, uh, the homeless and, and uh, people of color and, and people from the tribes. I mean, you know. Why is that message so difficult for many to get? Why do you think? And maybe you don't I, know because you get it. I, I don't know. I can't explain what's going through other people's heads except whatever they think they believe might be an addiction that is really not truthful. You know, we can get back to addictions, you know, our, mm-hmm. our addiction to consumption. You know, to gambling. To gambling, yeah. You know, the, you mentioned something about, you know, the risk of gambling with uh, the atom bomb, you know. And, and, uh, Which is what Las Vegas is, both gambling and the atom bomb. Oh, yeah, you saw the museum, you know. the Atomic museum. <laughs> the atomic, and, and we have to toss in sex there. They have that woman there with her bikini with the... Atom bomb plume, the mushroom, mushroom yeah. plume, covering her her, her anatomy. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the things that we might be ashamed of. You know, maybe maybe the atom bomb is something covering up that we should be proud of. You know, <laughs> knows? With the Talk human about body. the big bang. You know, it's like uh, we have another big bang theory going on here, folks. <laughs> I, I, just one more question um, uh, for, for um, Rich Bishop of Missoula, one, Montana. Um, we're, we're working with the um, homeless must take it from you emotionally, physically. How do you keep going? I would say that uh, very often I think, it, I, I think it's ineffective these days because there's so many people saying all kinds of things about spirituality. But I, What is I, it to you I, but personally? To me, it helps. It's helped me actually find a prayer life, some sort of a prayer life that I, I am consistent with. I talk, uh, talk, talk, to, talk to people who just don't know what you're talking about and say, prayer life, come on, well, Rich, what are you talking well, about? The thing is, if you're going into a shelter and you're dealing with some very violent situations or people that are potentially having some sort of an episode, a mental crisis or something, Sometimes you can't do anything, and uh, all you're left with is maybe a prayer about, you know, how am I going to handle this situation? Um, and not even have a, a, a very, very constructed um, vision about what that possibility might be. It's, it's sort of like realizing that I don't have much control over it in any of it, and somehow we got here. <laughs> And somehow we're going to be going back to where we ever came from. And it just seems to me that uh, 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 that's, that's what I think prayer is. is like uh, saying, 
I don't know what's going on, but I need the help that I can get. And uh, if it's whatever whatever the will is, you know, what is, what is the will for why was what is the will for me to be here? Why am I alive? And I have to have a reason for it. And uh, I'm just looking for reasons. And this I, is but my I'm, way of looking for reasons. Is okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to work at the shelter. I want that job. You want, want that to, job? I want to work overnights because that's where people are really having a hard time. That's where even though it's making suffering. me miserable. Well, at first, yeah, it was it was a challenge. You know, I'd kept, come back from being there for eight hours, and I was like, oh God, I have to sleep. But you know, after a while, I I, I it wasn't. I wasn't numb to the experience, but somehow I was getting a charge from uh, having a reason for why it's important for us to talk about disarmament and peace, you know? Because, you know, you're seeing what people are suffering. You know, if, if I'm distanced from it, I, you know, I become anesthetized from it. I, I, uh, I can't feel it, so, it doesn't really exist, you know. It's, uh, you know, some virtual, another virtual experience. But if you're there and you're have a developing some sort of a conversation and a friendship with people, no matter what the circumstances at a shelter, you know, uh, yeah, you're. It becomes a real. Re, it's a reality. It's real. And it's connected to what you're doing here at the Nevada Desert Experience. Yeah, it's it's. It's given me reason for why we have to keep doing what we're doing. A sacred peace walk. That's, that's a great image. You know, it's not just a peace walk, but, you know, it's very holy. It's important, and, and it's uh, a definition of holiness and sacredness that I don't find in institutional religion necessarily. Um, it's coming out of uh, resistance. I mean... We could get into biblical things about that, like Moses and who is he representing or something, you know. But, you know, we aren't going to go there. There are enough people talking about, well, they should be talking about that. But what, what, what about this idea of walk? I mean, the children of Israel walked. Mm-hmm. Jesus walked. His disciples walked. Yeah, it's an Martin Luther King of, walked. Yeah, We're walking. Yeah, it's an exodus out of insanity. <laughs> you know, it's like... We can do this, folks. It's not that uh, it's not that hard to see, you know. But what are we gonna? Well, maybe the first thing to do is to take a few steps, you know. Start walking, you know. Not driving, walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to, you know, consume too many fossil fuels. You know, might you might be wearing plastic shoes, but now they're recycling those too. So, um, anyway, the thing is, walking is, uh, you know, it's the first steps. Thank you, Rich Bishop. Good talking Thank with you. you. It was, it was, it, it's been an honor to meet you. Thank you, Will. I'm glad and I came I out the same way. You know, it was, it was great visiting with you and meeting you, and uh, you just being here around all of us. I wish life went on a lot longer than it's going to, and we could get out to Missoula and kind of see your your part of the world. Well, who knows? You know, you're always welcome. We got places for you to stay. Beautiful. And, you know. Okay, two more pieces of sound from day one of the 2023 Sacred Peace Walk to the Nevada Nuclear Test Site.
Shirley Tung is an older lady who followed the Peace Walkers each day and kept them hydrated and well-fed during rest stops. On that day, she needed some help carrying a pile of muffins from her SUV into the NDE kitchen, and I volunteered to help. And after talking to Shirley, Brian Terrell had some breaking news to deliver about the Creech Air Force Base, which we were going to visit a couple of days later. First, let's hear from Shirley. I'm Shirley Tung, and uh, I'm here because I need to make a statement about what nuclear weapons are all about and how uh, it has impacted all the Native Americans and and the takeover of their land. I've been doing this with, uh, I did this with Louis Vitale about 40 years ago. Um, In those days, we didn't do the 60-mile walk, but what we did at New Year's and at Easter, we always went out to the death site, and um, there was always a ceremony. We would walk towards that last mile towards the test site. I have four grandchildren, two in Los Angeles and two in in Seattle. I'm trying to make them aware of things. Uh, They think I'm a little crazy about doing it. They do. (laughs) Yes, they do. They're not. Because they worry about you because of what you're trying to do. Well, uh, my little 10-year-old said to me, she said, what good does it do? (laughs) I was trying to explain to her why. Uh, I thought it was important. Okay, so uh, I think it's time to move on to the muffins. You said you brought <laughs> okay, some muffins. Let's, go. Let's, go. let's get the muffins. Let's go get the muffins. As the Peace Walkers gathered in the Nevada Desert Experiences Community Garden, preparing to get training on passive resistance when faced with an antagonistic police force, Brian Terrell had an important announcement. Base-wide exercise to take place at Creech Air Force Base next week. Reported yesterday, training exercises are coming to the Southern Nevada Air Force Base next week. On Friday, Creech Air Force Base in Indian Springs, Nevada, announced that the 432nd Wing scheduled base-wide readiness exercises from Monday, April 3rd, through Friday, April 7th. According to the Air Force, the exercise is conducted routinely and intended to confirm mission readiness and to test airmen resiliency. It's also to help ensure that Creech personnel are prepared to protect the base and the critical mission conducted on the site in the event of an external threat. The use of protective equipment, including body armor and firearms, is expected near the base during that time frame. Creech officials advise the public there is no real world threat to the base and not to panic and call 911. Gonna have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's you know there's nothing here to see. <laughs> there's nothing here. It has nothing. You know, oh, oh, is, is the peace walking <laughs> that happens every year during that time frame? <laughs> you think there's a connection? Oh no, no. Okay. What are you, some kind of conspiracy theorist? <laughs> who, who, who I'm a little thick here. here. Who sent you here? <laughs> Oh, it's just no. It's it's it's. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. You know, we are an external threat, so that's what they. Peace. Yeah, let's outlaw peace now. Well, peace breaking out is the worst thing to happen to the <laughs> military-industrial complex. They can't let that happen. Sorry. 
a sacred peace walk. That's, that's a great image. You know, it's not just a peace walk, but you know, it's very holy. It's important and, and it's a definition of holiness and sacredness that I don't find in institutional religion necessarily. Um, it's coming out of uh, resistance. I mean, yeah, it's an exodus out of insanity. Next, day two, a peace walk through the Las Vegas Casino Strip. <laughs> 